Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by our 98 Patreon subscribers who subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for the early and ad-free podcast. But this particular feed of The Sunranto Show is brought to you by Simply Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's the, the traditional way, where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune, or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection. Two-time winner of the CNET Editor's Choice Award. <laughs> Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching your home. Entry motion and glass break sensors guard the inside. You barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set up this system all by yourself. Anyone can do it. It takes 30 minutes to an hour tops. And there's absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice 24-7. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. It's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com slash team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose, so go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com and use promo code team. That's simplysafe.com, promo code team. On to the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game Let's go, Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the Lobo Bolusi Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the Lobo Bolusi Michael Cotton Don't you mean... This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Beth Cup Podcast. Didn't you mean Sean Rando? <laughs> I, I did. Sean uh, Rando. Sean Rando. Uh, uh, I can't wait to see the, the jersey. I assume I assume you're going to have a Rando 69 jersey, right? I'm I'm just going to wait until one at Sports World gets misspelled that way, and then I'll pick it up for, <laughs> for cheap. So yeah, uh, we're going to do a Cubs podcast. Not much Cubs news. In fact, it's dwindling by the day. It seems like I've been going to all the different blogs, but and seeing what everybody else has to say. Answer is nothing. But uh, we're still having fun here. I'm Danny Rocket. I'm one of the hosts of the Sean Rando Show. And I'm joined here with another host of the Sean Rando Show named... That is uh, Pastor High Cotton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, we'll get into that. Purchased (laughs) is now the proud owner of the Cubs Church. 
in his very own backyard in Iowa, little Triple A Church we're starting with. Um, how are you? <laughs> Triple A Church, I love it. Yeah, well, it's in Iowa. We'll get to it. Um, but how are you? You bought a you bought a church <laughs> since we last spoke. Yes, I bought a church. Uh, yeah, so um, everybody knows we're moving. We sort of, I believe, I'm done now. I believe that my house has been sold, and I just have to click on a couple of things, I think, and um, then we are... That's all it takes. You just got to click a few things, and then the house is gone. That's all it takes. Well, then you got to wait like a month for all the money to go through and all that shit, so then Mm -hmm. uh, all the paperwork. But then I'm going to... And then we're moving to Iowa City, and the place that we found... Uh, there was a guy that lived there in the sixties and seventies that was like a folk art guy. And there's a bunch of little pieces of folk art around that are kind of, you know, in disrepair. But one of the things that he built was this little chapel, this tiny chapel on his, uh, property and people have gotten married there and stuff, but it is now the, uh, is now the church of St. Ranteria. So that's the name of it. Yeah, we're going to go St. Ranteria. So it's kind of like Santeria, but Ranteria. You know what I've got to find is uh, I I did this bit for Rocket Radio, which is the first podcast I ever made. And it was this bit called, you know, America's Got Talent. I did America's Got Folk Art. (laughs) And it was was just like, and Gary's in it and... He's like describing like some quilts and it, it, or his or some vase and it gets smashed. Like it's, I have to find that. I'll I'll have to play that on the show sometime. And um, uh, making his own uh, masks out of Pat Hughes shirts. It's uh, creepy crawlies hiding under rocks and creepy crawly living in a tree. Back from the chiropractor, feeling like a new man. Like a new man. Yep. Put me in, coach. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, I've made – I know you don't have the Pat Hughes shirts at your house, that they're all made online and then sent out to everybody. But I actually have a ton – I made the stupid mistake of buying a bunch of Sunranto shirts thinking people would, would, would want them. <laughs> they did not. <laughs> and so now I'm, uh, I got them uh, to be used as face masks, which I turned one into a, a face mask. Did you actually cut it up and sew it, or is that just a T-shirt tied? It's a T-shirt tied. I looked up this pattern that uh, Nicole got sent to her. That's my girlfriend. Sent to her by her mother, and it's actually really simple. I mean, you're done in like five minutes. I mean, it probably would have been faster if it was, wasn't me doing it. <laughs> you probably could do it in a minute or two. But I screwed up the first one, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll do it up by where the logo is, and it came out perfectly. So I got a Cubes fan face mask. It's the coolest thing. But um, one thing that we're doing, and I don't know if everybody's seen this. I mean, when you try to put, like, ads for stuff up on Facebook or on Twitter, you tend to get blocked a little bit because they know you're trying to sell something. But I'm selling something with John Baker for a really good cause, uh, which is bandanas. John Baker Day bandanas. Um, I've bought a couple already. Uh, and where you can find them is at uh, customink.com slash fundraiser slash baker's bandanas for bars but much easier just go to the sun ranto facebook page or check out cubs church 
in um, on Facebook as well or look at my Twitter feed because it's all in there. And uh, click on that and buy a bandana. They're like 20 bucks plus shipping. And they're really cool. They got the Baker Day logo and some other like catchers logo. Like, you know, that um, monkey to man. Uh, who does that? Is that that's uh, Michelangelo, right? Isn't that Mike? You, no, that, the, uh, you're talking about the Darwin. Yeah. I mean, it's the Darwin thing. Monkey to man as right. they get bigger. That'd, that'd be after Michelangelo. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, it'd be after Michelangelo. But maybe Michelangelo just like Peyton monkeys. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've, didn't you go through a monkey period? Van Gogh had one of those. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it had nothing to do with painting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, if you want one of these face masks, uh, it, a.k.a. shirts, I can actually cut this up for you. And send it in a regular envelope. So um, if you want one of the, the Sunranto shirts, I can send them to you. But if you want a Baker Day face mask or, or bandana, get them from Baker Baker's Bandanas for Bars. So yep. I ordered a couple of those. Those are going to be great. Yeah, I'm I, getting ready to, yeah. Yeah, I ordered like five. Yeah. So that's because I was just like, uh, I want to encourage people. The more we sell, the more we make. That's how it works over there because it's a volume situation. So if we can get up to the my goal of fifty, we'll have raised five hundred bucks. So that's yeah. really good. Um, and what? Oh, it, all, all the money goes to Nisei Lounge and also G Man Tavern. So I'm really trying to work hard for those guys right now because right. And when you say Nisei Lounge and G Man Tavern, I mean, it's it's to pay their employees, the bartenders and waitresses and stuff that are unfortunately not covered in most aspects of uh, the social safety net that we don't have. Yeah, and John Baker wanted to do something too. And specifically, these are the bars that have hosted John Baker Day in the past. So these these staff members are the people that have been there and helped us throw those events. So now it's time for us to help them in, in the way I see it. So just do it. Just buy it. Even if you don't want a fucking bandana, buy a goddamn bandana. <laughs> They're cool. Well, and, and who doesn't need a bandana? I mean, I just have bandanas laying around my house. I throw them on my head every so often or, you know, or if I, I'm working on something, I might need a rag or whatever. Like, there's always a use to have those things just around. Train robbing? Well, yes, of course. So, uh, Crawley, uh, I still want you to sell these. Hey, guys, hold on really quick. Hold on one second. I'm I'm sorry. Hold on. There's actually – hold on one second. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. No, no, hold on one sec. Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. you Now you guys hold tight really quick. (laughs) What the fuck? Hello? Hello? I, right. I don't know if we're supposed to say hello back or what. You guys don't – Mike and uh, Danny, hold on one sec. Okay, don't we, say hello. We don't say hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are we All right. To, I think we're good. Never mind. Are we allowed to say anything? Yeah. Well, I don't know. No, no, no. What happened is is I have a ring camera up in Wisconsin. And sometimes it's like all of a sudden it just goes off. It's usually a cat or a squirrel or shit like that. But this was actually people in my yard. And uh, but I just think they're the landscapers, so I hope so. <laughs> I know that's where I'm like, shit. Do, do, <laughs> I mean, did they have a, a, a rake? <laughs> yeah, it looks like they do. Is, right. is that we have um, we have a guy that's coming to put the pier in, and, and we got a couple other things going on, but uh, 
the the pier. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a home up in Wisconsin. Yeah, on a lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pier is giant. Yes. Are you saying a dock? I mean, if you're doing a pier, I'm interested. Like Navy Pier? No, 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 not a Navy. Fine dock. If you want to call it a dock, pier, whatever the hell you want to call it. A pier handles like lots of boats and. All right, a dock. <laughs> I was like, God damn, he's putting in a pier. Kids having a I'm party up there. I'm not putting in anything. I'm putting uh, these guys are supposed to be doing it. I just can't tell. I can't tell who it is right there. If it's the dock guys or if it's the landscape guys, it's one of the two. Well, it certainly isn't pier guys, according to Michael Cotton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pier guys would be driving big, heavy machinery. <laughs> So, you will know if it's a peer guy. But, Crawley, I really do want you to sell a lot of these Pat Hughes shirts, so you please plug them right now on this show. All right, all right. Uh, you know, the Pat Hughes shirts, uh, you know, I, uh, Pat's always excited when people actually buy them. Like, it's funny because, you know, we all know that Pat's like like a legend to all of us, but I think he's like one of the most modest guys I've ever met. And so, like, when, I, when we first approached him with the idea of a T-shirt, he really kind of couldn't believe that anybody would want a shirt with him on it. And I'm like, dude, you're a legend. You know, he just doesn't get it so we do have them and uh they're over at uh, crawleysclubhouse.com c-r-a-w-l-y-s clubhouse.com and we got a couple different kinds there and uh we're in that in-between phase where it kind of is like 70 one day and like 40 the next day so we got sweatshirts long sleeve regular tees so swing on by and pick one up and pat would love to see you wearing it and every time someone sends me a picture i put it on twitter and he gets to see it so that's kind of cool yeah, get in on that early because Pat Hughes isn't going to care soon. And once his head gets all big from everybody wearing his shirts, he's going to be like, <laughs> just so used to it. Um, no, they're really cool. And, you know, you have to follow it up with some Pat Hughes trousers. I mean, not even the ones of him just saying trousers, but actual pants. Like uh, <laughs> maybe a sweater line. Yeah, and or maybe like clothing that is described pat hughes style like just like like an obvious shirt that says like i'm wearing a blue shirt <laughs> like i am wearing a blue shirt um gray trousers black shoes yellow socks i do have yellow socks um all right so yeah buy those and i want to make another announcement that i had i had a lot of fun all watching the undercover boss with everybody the other night we weren't really exactly sure how to make like maybe a podcast out of it really uh you know i was kind of thinking we'd mystery science theater it but then it's hard to you know watch the show well we're doing that so i think we thought of a good way to do it uh when we're gonna do it this week which is with a brand new show which is uh it's the i think is it just called the sammy sosa story i believe so yeah the sammy sosa story and then uh pink has had something too that was kind of interesting I don't know if you guys saw that. He had another suggestion. Yeah, what was it? I don't remember. Do you remember? Uh, my, I'm trying to think right now. It's uh, what was it? It was a, it was a, I think a Lou Panilla hitting clinic. Oh, so it was an old Johnny Bench. <laughs> it was like Bench's bunch. And it's like, hey, kids, and then all of a sudden, like the Kool Aid Man jumps out, and uh, and Lou Panilla is giving tips to people in a creepy kind of way. It's it's called Slam and Sammy, the Sammy Sosa story is what it is so uh yeah so we're gonna all watch that together on again at the same time thursday night at eight o'clock and i'm gonna press record uh on it and um i guess we'll just stop every now and again go back through the comments talk about what we've just seen kind of in the in that live kind of mode all together 
So I will uh, post the link to the Hangouts, to the meet, again, um, in, on the Sunranto Ranters Facebook page. And um, let's all just watch uh, this <laughs> Slam and Sammy together on Thursday night. That'd be fun. And um, I'm also, like, toying with the idea of trying to give, like, a concert right now uh, with, like, a tip cup and then have that money go to Nisei and G-Man, too. But it's weird. I mean, are you guys – let me ask you. Because all my friends that are musicians, which is a lot of people, they're all on Facebook giving com- concerts all the time. Now, I did this about two weeks ago. A bunch of people tuned in. It was fun. It was the beginning of quarantine. In fact, it was like the last night people were still going out before the bars all got closed. So do you guys think it's annoying? All these people giving concerts. I'm just I'm asking, like, if you're annoyed. I know, Michael, you're not on Facebook, but I would say that, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, it just gives you something to do. The only thing, like I said, I've seen local musicians and then sometimes uh, obviously mainstream musicians have been doing some stuff. Uh, I know through Verizon and Billboard have been doing different stuff to help raise money for people. So, I mean, it's cool. It just gives you something to do, and it's 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 interesting to sometimes like for for you, Danny. You know what I mean? I've seen you do a lot of performances on your own. You know what I mean? But like to see like kind of like some of the bigger bands all of a sudden, you know, just have is uh, I was watching Dave Matthews the other day, and it was just funny because he had you know usually he has a guitar tech you know hand him a guitar on stage. You know what I mean? And so he went to go grab a different guitar, and he's banging into the the lighting and everything. He just you know <laughs> just, just just a little bit different than what he's used to. So I thought it was kind of interesting, a little bit different. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe- no, I, I think the concerts and stuff are great. I especially, I mean, I'm all in for uh, especially the independent artists, the ones that you know maybe don't have a ton of money. This, you know, maybe a, a tiny silver lining is that. They're putting these concerts on and they're getting a few extra eyes because nobody else has other things to do. And maybe a friend could actually, you know, because you know how it is, Danny. You tell somebody, hey, watch my concert that I'm going to do on Facebook. And yeah, they're not going to do it. But, but right now, they might, everybody's yeah. much more into it. Well, and this would be a benefit concert. And it's just kind of me solo. And, I, and I'll just like, go through mostly the Cub songs and stuff. Maybe I'll play some old bad teenage mustache songs like... Um, ghost leg, which is about being an amputee that could still feel your phantom limb or the president. I, song. I still think that you need to modify that to have some reference to Ron Santo. To Ron Santo. I should just switch it all around. <laughs> um, so, and uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll do that. So look for that announcement. I was thinking maybe Saturday night, you know, but you know, what's a good time? Like eight, eight o'clock concert. I'm old, so I don't want to go on too late. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll be I'll be too drunk to play it, you know, any uh, further past that. So you know, that is honestly the weirdest thing about this whole—not the weirdest thing, but for me, kind of a strange thing for me—is that like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, uh, I'll start drinking at five o'clock because who gives a shit, you know? And then all of a sudden, you get to like ten, and you're getting ready to go to sleep. Yeah, it's like I think I'm going to bed a lot earlier than I was before. Yeah, I get my second wind. The problem with me and drinking is that, like, if I start drinking, I can just kind of keep going until oblivion, and then it's two in the morning, and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm I that way when I'm going out. But if I'm sitting at home and watching a movie, eventually I'm going to be like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so, and I also want to announce that stay the fuck inside STFI is now on iTunes because I released it through CD baby. I'm actually $35 in the hole on this track already. So it's great. Um, 
So, uh, but no, go, go check it out. It's on Apple Music. So if you subscribe to that, I think I get like point zero 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 one seven cents every time somebody plays that. So, um, and but if you buy Stay the Fucking Side, I can see that you bought it, and I'm gonna d- donate all that money because people don't really. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's like a couple bucks, you know. And I'll donate all that money as well. Danny, a question some people had was about uh, whether if you just have regular iTunes, could you get it? Yeah, you can. You can. It's like it, Apple's really moving away from that. You know, I think people are moving away from that. It's all about like the cloud and whatever. But um, you can. It's like you just kind of got to toggle between Apple Music and iTunes Store. And it's like two different places now. It was confusing to me, too. It, I, I definitely felt like... a a man who time has passed <laughs> when I was trying to figure out how it all worked. So um, anyway, that, that I guess that's it for announcements for now. Um, but uh, the big the announcement that we really have to make is that we have a church, which we mentioned earlier. Um, this is exciting. Now, Michael, we're going to be decking this church out in what? Cubs gear? Are you going to be recording in this church? I mean, can we have ceremonies? Like, what exactly are your plans with the church? Yeah, um, man, I I don't know because I we haven't have actually gotten to go there and see. It's a very very small church, fit maybe like five people, and in this era of COVID, probably only fit one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I might I might turn it into a. Uh, I might turn it into the podcast studio there. That would be fun. I hard to tell if it's going to be warm enough in the winter. It is Iowa, but we'll see. Maybe I'll just move into the house during the winters or something. But you, you could get uh, Stuart McVicker to decorate it for you and call it like Club Four instead of Club Four Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, my wife and I have made some uh, prayer candles. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna throw some prayer candles in there. Uh, we got to get rid of that picture of Jesus. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Mr. Cub instead. People said it was a picture of me. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Since <laughs> since I lost weight and grew my hair long, I I do kind of look a little more Jesus like. I mean, white Jesus, not the historical Jesus, of course. I but, have uh, I have some things I can kind of uh, donate to the church to hang up some pretty uh, classic stuff. I have a. A 2003 uh, anti-Marlins thing where it says Waveland and a, a dead fish is over a dead Marlin. I got some stuff. Oh, nice. you know. yeah. It, it's got to be all the obscure, weird-ass shit that we send Michael to put in that church, all the the really goofy stuff. Um, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um, I do have to uh, – I will be you know working with Emily on this as well because she's already been like, we can't make it crazy. I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> She's like, so, we, we have neighbors that can see. <laughs> yeah. We have neighbors that can see, you know, and all this stuff. So, uh, but we'll see. Um, I'm actually, you know what? I think it would be very cool if, uh, you know, every so often some ranchers would get married there or something. Or, uh, Danny, we've already, we're already planning on burning you there. Yeah. Funerals there. I, I'll leave my uh, urn over there. Maybe I'll just turn it into an into a I don't know, I'll put a, a fire pit in there. Like a mausoleum? Yeah. Yeah. A cre- crematorium. Yeah. Crematorium. A crematorium, yeah. <laughs> I'll just turn it into a crematorium. Well, you know, unfortunately, dur- during a pandemic, 
it's not a bad business to get into. Just, <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. Um, Every, everything's everything's set up. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm I'm really actually looking. Uh, I'm pretty excited to move there. Uh, you have the note that I really am the Kurt of this show, you which is are. hilarious. Yeah, you, you Kurt are. Kurt moved to Iowa City as well. Yeah, I know. He he moved to Iowa City. You're already the Kurt of the show, and then, and then you move to where he is. Like you're trying to be Kurt. It's a little bit. Um, what's that movie with Glenn Close? Fatal Attraction. No, oh, not yeah. Fatal Attraction. No, 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 no. What was it? Uh, my roommate. It was about a roommate one. Do you remember that? Oh, no. Oh, you're oh, talking about single yeah. white female? Single yeah, white single female. Yeah, female. That's single what white. we're doing. Yeah. I'm single white curting it. <laughs> single, <laughs> single white curting But Yeah, but the, the difference is I'm moving closer to you guys, not away. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're getting there closer. To, so that's going to be fun. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I'll be able I'll de- well I know I'll definitely be able to get into Chicago much more often and uh hang out with you guys and do stuff like that. Well, it, no you can't. It, not from not anytime soon. But uh Well, yeah, not anytime soon. That's true. But I did think it was fun is I did put it on the the Cubs church on Facebook. I I asked people uh hey, I think we need to get a little bit more official here. We're going to need some commandments, you know, like the Bible, like right at the beginning, first five books, God's coming down with 10. Um, I heard there was 20, but uh, Moses dropped a tablet. But um, <laughs> so, 15, no, right? What movie is that? These 15. History of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Part one. Yeah. It's part history one. of the world, part one. <laughs> Mel Brooks. <laughs> so good. Um, but anyway. 69 commandments. I asked people on Facebook what should be some Cubs commandments that we have uh, as doctrine in our church. And we got off to a slow start. Paul Johnson, a good friend of ours, was one of the first to comment. He goes, thou shalt, um, someone shalt something. (laughs) That was his first Comment, but Tory Johnson, no relation, uh, did a little bit better. Still a bit of a slow start. I don't know if these are going to make the final cut. Uh, Tory said, uh, "Thou shall not touch thy neighbor's balls," which is not right. really baseball related. Could be, but I don't think that's what she meant. And then uh, we started getting some real ones. Uh, Josh Oberhide came in with, uh, "Thou shalt always throw opposing teams' homes home runs back." It's hard to say. It's, yeah, it's almost I like, like that one. It's almost like Fergie Jenkins saying the name of our podcast. <laughs> um, no, that's definitely in, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's a definitely a good one. M- Matt Kammerer came in with three. The great art, uh, Cubs baseball artist Matt Kammerer came in with "Thou shalt not do the wave." That's oh, you know right what? Up there. I need to get hundred percent in on that. Matt needs to do. Me over a map of Iowa City. What do you think about that? <laughs> you and, and you looking at Kurt with lust. <laughs> I mean, it, this is a, a masterpiece we're working on here, right? Yeah, need some drama. Sure. Um, so, uh, thou shalt not do the wave. Definitely in. Um, thou shalt not display W flags until the final out has been recorded. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, thank you, Matt. Those are the, those are. Uh, three or no two that are definitely in and i the the next one is all 69 commandments in one it's so long well this yeah (laughs) it is but it but it got um it got edited down really well so matt 
came up with a third one and said, thou shall never appease a small child by allowing them to feel dominance over one truly wanting to commandeer a home run ball. <laughs> That's a complicated t-shirt. Which, which, Josh Ober, <laughs> which Josh Oberhide turned into this. Thou shalt give the ball to my tie guy. <laughs> there it is. That's all Simple you Simple enough. There it is. Yep. Um, Sarah Sanchez had thou shalt replace a beer you spill in the bleachers. Which that I, was a good one. Yeah. I think that needs to be in there. John Vasquez. Uh, I, is his name Vasky? I always go Vasquez like it's French or something. He, I feel like he told us once and you don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, the, he, John has... Thou shalt always hate St. Louis. Yeah, I'm feeling on. I'm feeling okay with that one. Mm-hmm. Unless you're from there, I guess if you're a Cubs fan from St. Louis, you know you don't have to hate the place you live. Right? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I mean, that just seems self-destructive. <laughs> right. All right, Paul. Oh, a Crawley. <laughs> maybe gonna... maybe we just add Cardinals on the end of that. St. Yeah, Louis Cardinals. Shall always... Thou shall always hate St. Louis All right, Cardinals. well, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Paul, otherwise known as Crawley, um, uh, was a little controversial. We got into it a little bit here. Thou shalt not wear a, Reds cu- a red cub shirt. Yeah, it's always been a pet peeve of mine. I, I and 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 Brett Taylor and I for, uh, from Bleacher Nation. He has this red cub shirt. He loves. I'm like, nah, dude. You cannot wear red. <laughs> Cub shirt. I mean, the Cardinals, the evil Cardinals, who are basically the Satan of this church, they're red. And there's even a team named the Reds. So how the hell are you going to wear a red shirt? Yeah, I have a, a red shirt that is a it's a bull penis shirt, though, that says your bull penis terrible. And I would only wear it. And I've been there. I haven't been to Bush Stadium since I've had this shirt or to uh, wherever the Reds play uh, Great American. And um, but it's like a troll in which they think I'm a Reds or a Cardinals fan, but then they look at my shirt and I'm calling their bullpen terrible, which I know they're not going to get, but I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy yeah. that kind of. I'm I'm not I'm not too down on the red Cubs shirt. Uh, I personally don't really like them, but you know my uh, my oldest son his favorite color is red, so he. He has had a couple of red Cubs shirts just because he likes that color. Well, here's a question: Are in like organized the major organized religions of the world? Are there? There's the Ten Commandments, which we're doing sixty nine, but then you have the Levitical laws that uh, take place after that. So there's all the you know don't eat shellfish, uh, can't have any ham, you know uh, don't mix your cloths. Women, no tattoos. No tattoos. Women in the red tent when they're peers. Well, I like think all that. I stuff. think Will Bartos has one of those. Thou shall never put ketchup on a hot dog. That's kind of along the same lines as don't eat shellfish. Yeah, that's. But that might actually need to be in the sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> it might need to be at, at least at a game. Maybe we could have that caveat because I know some people just like ketchup. So, I mean, I don't don't really give a fuck what people put on their hot dogs. It's my main feeling about it. Um, All right, some more. Uh, uh, Nate Benham says, uh, thou shall puke rum chata in the bathroom during a proposal. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a Levitical one. I don't know if we can, you know, put that up with the big 60 died. Um, Uh, Should there be like a a thou shalt not propose on the big board, something like that, or at a baseball game. Well, Do you guys like baseball game proposals? 
Well, I'm entertained by making fun of them. Well, yeah, but if you if that's why you like it, then I'm assuming that you're not liking it. Yeah, I guess I'm ripping on it. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but this is the one, and I couldn't believe, and neither could Kevin Ashworth believe that this one came in so late into the thread, which was um, "Thou shalt not fight in the bleachers," <laughs> which is a, absolutely in there. Um, I got a couple. I got "Thou shalt down in front." Um, yeah, and, and I like that one. Thou shalt wait for a break in the action before leaving or returning to your seat. I see. I have a little problem with this one, though, because what happens there is you get what they do at uh, Coors Field and those asshole ushers will stand at the top of the row and not let anybody move. And next thing you know, you get like literally 20 people waiting to go down and then they let them all down at once and you miss like the entire fucking next batter because so many people are now in the uh in the walkway rather than just one or two here and there yeah i mean so, I, I i've seen there, there's there's a very dark side to that one is what I've, I'm saying. I've seen that happen but it's it's i'm talking about that you're just um sit, you know sitting in front of me and you're like Oh, I want to buy a beer, like even something like buying a beer right now from a vendor, even something like that. Maybe it should just be thou shalt pay the fuck attention to whoever, whoever the fuck else is around me and pay attention to what the fuck's going on in the game so that I don't block people's view because people will stand up and pay for their beer, you know, like, you know, bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the ninth and like, or not the ninth because there are no more beer. But like, you know, in a, in a <laughs> right. big moment in the game, they're standing up and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to get a beer now. And it's like they're not fucking paying attention or like and it's the worst down in box seats. I've noticed, you know, because they don't give a fuck down there, especially if they're getting up and going down to the 1914 club and you're sitting behind that shit. <laughs> you know, those people just get up the whole game. You know, it's frustrating to sit uh, behind them. But no, well, see, see in, no, I, I definitely I'm hearing exactly what you're saying, and I totally agree with you. Yeah, just pay you know, pay it, attention. I just didn't know because of my shitty experiences at Coors Field when I'm fucking sitting there and like missing batters because these asshole ushers won't let people go down. Yeah. So yeah, I, let me ask can Can we put in there that thou shall not wear khakis and loafers to a cub, to Wrigley Field? <laughs> Thou shalt not wear khakis and loafers. I'm writing it down right now. No, thou, thou shalt not wear, uh, and, and this is probably going to fucking piss some ranters off because I'm sure you're out there. Thou shalt not wear flip-flops to yeah. the ball. Uh, well, I don't know about that one. Nah, yeah. see, I hate the flip-flops, and I will, I, I, will, I will die on that hill, the fucking flip-flops in public. Yeah. You're the reason we have COVID. <laughs> that shit came from your toes. It's COVID. Fucking running that shit around in the bars oh, and the restaurants. Man. and If it's a beautiful sunny day, I want you, you got to let them air out a little bit. No. Oh, yeah. No, do that shit at home. That's why you got a fucking yard. That's why you got a back deck, whatever you want to do. You know, but when Danny you're going out in public. 
<laughs> Danny can confirm this is is the warmer it gets, the more clothes come off for me, man. When I was in uh, Arizona, it was 80 some degrees. I'm like, hell, no shirt, no shoes. I, I had nothing, man, other than like my shorts, which were about to about to lose those right afterwards. Too. <laughs> so, given how uh, drunk you got that night, I'm surprised you came home with clothes on at all. <laughs> yeah. In the night, she don't I love that laughter. Oh, I know that the the gremlin at the end yeah. always cracked me up. So, um, other things we have to do to get this church recognized for real, and I looked it up for IRS purposes, and I want to see you know, just kind of brainstorm this with you guys, considering there's no baseball news. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, just real quick. Uh, you know, for IRS purposes, we could actually get, you know, a tax shelter with this, like the other churches. Um, so uh, for a distinct legal existence, which I guess that means we just have to, you know, have a contract with somebody. <laughs> I don't know who. A recognized creed and a form of worship. So uh, now that we got the church, we'll have to figure out, like, maybe, maybe we could set up a webcam out there or something and we could, like, do, like, a Sunday thing. Like 10, 10, 15 minutes. I'll just kind of look at each other. Sunday at uh, Sunday at one twenty. Yeah, at one twenty, we all get together. We look at you know maybe we watch the game in there or like through a webcam. I don't know. A creed, and we're working on it. And you guys got any ideas for creeds? Ah, <laughs> uh, just Apollo Creed. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking at your list, and and one time. Um, John Oliver, he has a show on HBO that's pretty funny, and then you can look it up on YouTube. But they literally started their own church and kind of did, did all this, kind of went through the process you're going through. And it's really actually pretty easy. It's really funny, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's not so bad. I mean, you know, maybe it, maybe the band creed we could use here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> fly Marlins Fly. We'll sing that at uh, <laughs> instead of a hymn. Yeah, not, not a Marlin song. It's a Cubs church, man. The the government. Yeah, but you know, right you know what I'm talking about, though, right? No, why did Creed sing that song? Oh yeah, huge Marlins fan. He he wrote a really terrible, uh, like Marlins song called "Fly Marlins Fly," I think, or something like that. Uh, Marlins will so- soar. Yes. All right, I'm gonna play some of it right now. It's terrible. He's uh, singing in the same mic I'm speaking in. Let's play ball, it's indeed. Oh, God. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. I'm telling you, this is, that's the hymn. Hear the roar of the crowd. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Come on, Marlins, make us proud. Keep hoping and dreaming and you. Marlins, but all right. Now here's the thing. Here, I'm going to blow holes in this song. <laughs> a Marlin, blow this song. A Marlin is a Marlin is a a swordfish, right? right. It's not a and bird. It's not sword Marlins or Marlin Marlins, sword. Marlins, sword, Marlins will sword. sword. Marlins. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm saying it, fish don't soar. Birds fucking soar. Right. I mean, what the hell yeah. is he thinking? I don't know. They jump in the air, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, may, you know, we've all seen the home run 
you know, artwork in the outfield where the Marlin goes up and over, right? Maybe that's maybe soaring. That's maybe, well, that thing's gone now, Scott Stapp. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, and I will say, uh, you know, I, I really do like, uh, the Eddie Vedder song, Let's Go All Away. But then when I hear Marlon soar, I'm like, man, that's a fine line. We're all walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that 90s. Yeah. He, he he does sound like the poor man's Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Um, so here's what else we need for a religion. A definite and distinct ecclesiastical government. Government. Ugh. That's yeah, where no. it gets tricky. Well, that's what I. That's the part that I don't even like. You know, I mean, anybody want to be Pope? <laughs> Crawley? <laughs> want to be Pope? <laughs> I'm down for whatever, man. Yeah. You know. I mean, I feel a little uncomfortable being Pope after starting the church. You know. Put me down as Pope. I'm all right. Good. All right. Cool. Uh, Michael, who do you want to be? Cardinal? Uh, <laughs> we can't even have cardinals. We can't even have a cardinal. What are you kidding? We get a, we can't. I mean, we could barely have priests because of the Padres. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's tough. And 1984 really ruined that. We'll we'll work on that a little bit. Um, we need a formal code of doctrine and discipline. Uh, well, that's the 69 commandments. Yep, we're good there. All right. Yep. Distinct religious hi- history. Simple enough. Yep. 1876. We yeah. begin. <laughs> 108 years. 108 years. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. The black cat, Bartman ball, the Gatorade glove. We have relics. We have everything. Yeah, we got it all. Membership not associated with any other church or denomination. Check. Check. Yeah, (laughs) I'm assuming there's nobody there. Organization of ordained ministers. I I think we can ordain some through Facebook, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Oh, I'm already ordained. I, I got ordained by Facebook, actually, as being somebody who shares good pictures. I, they gave me a badge, which is – Oh, yeah. Nice. No, I've actually performed four weddings. Yeah. Yeah, I've performed four different weddings. All right. So, all right. So, so we I've actually one, pulled it off before. So, you that's your job. You, you're the uh, organizer of the ordained ministers. Pardon the interruption, but you're not a Patreon subscriber, so you're listening to the ad full feed. Uh, you can find out more how to get ad free feed for only a dollar a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto really helps out the show, so please do that. Um, so, But another way you can help out the show is if you shop for things, like really lots of things, Cubs gear, uh, Amazon, um, buy tickets on StubHub. Well, there's nothing going on right now, but if there was and you bought tickets on StubHub or you bought MLB gear or NBA gear or any of that stuff, please do it through our links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We get a little bit of kickback from every single purchase that you make. But uh, really what I'd like to do is uh, get enough from everybody on Patreon to support the the podcasters on this show and uh, all the bandwidth and uh, all the, uh, you you know, all the the things I got to buy to do a podcast. You can help us. Dollar a month, patreon.com slash sunranto, sunranto.com slash shopping. And of course, uh, thank you, Simply Safe, for sponsoring the show that you're listening to right now. Let's do it, people. Just send an email every now and again. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, ordained ministers selected after completing prescribed courses of study. Okay, so, Michael, you got right. You got to write a book. No, 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 Michael. Don't worry. I got this. It's right up my alley. I'll do some lesson plans. There's some. So there's some required viewing. Some good DVDs. Some good books. Uh, you know, the Cubs Way by Tom Verducci is one of my favorite. There's a lot of stuff out there. Perfect. So check. 
Um, literature of its own. Yeah, I think you just said yeah, some. You just talked about it. Established places of worship. Of worship. Michael's Church. Facebook. Yeah. Regular. Uh, con- Wrigley Field. Yeah. Wrigley yeah. Field. Wrigley Field. Yeah. Regular congregations. Yeah, I wouldn't put Facebook in there. That's not can, like can, an can actual place. Can I ask place. you though? Can can uh, can Cubs convention be like a mecca? Like like you know any able every able adult if they can afford to should try once in their life to make it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like you got to make the pilgrimage, the Hodge. Yeah, you got to take. Yeah, I, see, I wouldn't say for uh, the Cubs convention. I mean, the Rickets are going to end that shit next year anyway. <laughs> they're just not going to do it anymore. I mean, they're already trying to knock it down to two days, and then it'll go to one. And it'll just disappear. Uh, no, I mean the Mecca is literally just Wrigley Field, yeah. right? Everybody's got to try and get there once. I mean, there are a lot of. Uh, Cubs fans who have never been to Wrigley Field and just hope to go someday. Yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't seem... And we can do it every year as, you know, the way they do with Mecca. It's not like that, you know, a lot of people only go once in their lives, but a lot of people go every single year. Well, we we can do do an and or. Yeah, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. This is a Cubs religion. We we, we can't break off into factionalism factionalism all of a (laughs) sudden. Too late. We're already at the Great Schism. Yeah, exactly. yeah we're <laughs> this church is moving right along. Crawley's hanging his 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 twelve treatises to Michael's <laughs> church door right now. <laughs> yep, clop clop clop. Um, there will be no conventions before mine. <laughs> so uh, regular congregations, regular religious services, as I said, the webcam um, and games, Sunday schools for the religious instruction of the young. I don't know. I don't know if that's right for Sunday schools. I don't. I don't yeah, I don't think that's true because there's. I mean, Sunday is a bit arbitrary. Not every religion. Yeah, the Jews are Saturday. The Muslims are Friday. For Friday. The big three, yeah. yeah. Hey, is, does does Clark's crew count? <laughs> oh, I, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. We'll just like say that Clark's kids' crew or whatever it's called is is ours. Just, well, I don't know. Point them and to the I website. Think- yeah, I I, don't, I think we've got the perfect guy for this. I think Mai Tai guy is the perfect guy <laughs> for the instruction of the young. Yeah. This is how you get a home run ball. And here's, Suck it, kids. And, and here's how you give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I have big hopes for this church. Tax-free, here we come. <laughs> so <laughs> let me tell you. Actually, it, it wouldn't be the worst idea for us to at least become a charity. We do a lot of work for charity, and it's like kind of all flows through me sometimes. I know Stuart did a, a tax-free thing for himself for Club 400 because he's like got a lot more money going through him. But, you know, we do a lot within this group for charities, and it would be kind of cool if it was like a real 501c3 or whatever the hell. You can do. Yeah, I could I could work on maybe setting something <laughs> like that up and just, you know, make the church its uh, domain or whatever it is. Yeah, we need we need to own Cubs church dot God. <laughs> is that a thing? Dot God. Uh, how about dot goats? <laughs> Cubs church dot goats. <laughs> why can't you cho- choose your own dot? I don't know why. There must be a reason. So, uh, Cubs news, there, there is none. But there is maybe season news, but there really is none. But uh, Trump got together with all the owners, which otherwise is known as a fundraiser. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess he wanted to talk to them all about, well, you know, what they thought could happen. And it just, the, the news is getting worse and worse. You know, at first it was like, uh, maybe we start in May. 
Then it's like, uh, maybe. And then it, all of a sudden it was July. Like, we just lost two months. We went from May to July. And now we're looking at maybe spring training in July, possibly games starting in August, but maybe even at a neutral site, which would be maybe Phoenix. World Series at a neutral site. We talked about that last uh, week. And I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, the idea of the games at neutral sites, they're talking about just putting all the teams in one area. So like either a Phoenix, probably not a Florida seeing as how much of a fucking shit show that is down there, but they have all those spring training fields that they could play different games on every day and they could kind of keep their players quarantined. It's almost impossible and, and ridiculous, but I like the ingenuity, you know, sort of the inventiveness of how to get past this problem. I, I can respect that. I don't think it'll ever happen, but. They're going to try everything. They, there's so much on the line as far as money-wise. They're going to try everything they humanly can to figure out a way to get these things played. Now, I never thought that they would cancel March Madness. I thought for sure that they were going to try to figure out to play it in empty stadiums or something. And when they canceled that, that's when I said, oh, my God, they may cancel. You know, they could easily – if they can cancel that, which is a huge, huge money maker, and tons of TV revenue coming in from March Madness tournament – if they can do that, then, yeah, they can cancel anything or they might. Who knows, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of – I mean, the least hopeful amongst us is that there won't be a season. And I, and I just don't – we don't know because, obviously, the, the cases are continuing to rise right now. Um, it, it, nobody knows how this is going to – gonna end i mean a fucking tiger just got it <laughs> at the zoo so like <laughs> i'm like looking i'm looking fucking at my your king is getting it yeah no i mean but i'm like looking at my cat you know what i mean like i have a cat and i'm like okay cats can get this like so maybe my cat can get this now like where is this heading you know is what i'm saying um we none of us know i mean we're, we're all trying to do the right thing stay the fucking side and all that stuff but you know if there's any risk to the players i mean uh, I mean, are, how easy is is it to stay quarantined and play a baseball season? And, There's so many you know. problems that kind of come. First of all, just locker rooms themselves are just festering in perfect places for germs. And then, it, yeah, because all those fuckers walking around in their flip flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you you just it, there's just absolutely one person gets it, and it, you're just done. It just it's that quick, and you're going to have to talk about a three week at least a three week window to get these guys warmed up again, especially the pitchers, because you're going to best be sure that the union's going to make sure they're not going to try to rush players and possibly injure them. And how the hell so, are they going to do that in Arizona in July? I, outside, that, outside. That's what people keep, you know, well, maybe they'll do it in Arizona. Arizona is 110 in the summer <laughs> yeah, <they're> outside. <laughs> and I'm not making that up. I'm not just like randomly throwing out the number 110. It literally can get that hot out there in the Hotter. Summer. It can get like 125. That's ridiculous. Well, they well they can do what all the people who actually live there do, and they can play the games in the middle of the night. That's like when they go uh, swimming and shit. It's like midnight, and they're out in their pools and stuff because that's the only time of day it's actually cool enough to even be outside. enjoy the outdoors. And even then, it could still stay 100 at midnight. And people say dry heat, but I don't care. A fucking 100 is 100. <laughs> like, that's hot as fuck. Oh, no, I lived there. I, I moved out there one June, and I left in August. It was <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, 
I did wonder if like a player, you know, during the the shortened season ends up getting COVID nineteen. Do they get to go on the nineteen day DL? Is that going to be a thing? Sorry, that's a terrible joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I was shitting on myself. (laughs) So don't shit on me. This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Best Cup Podcast. That was a rando comment. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The the playing to no fans, I mean, some baseball is better than nothing. It's all creepy and weird, but this is all so unprecedented. I see a lot of people on Twitter be like, never with no fans. And I'm like, shut up. Oh, but they, they're the same assholes that are like, never with a net in front of me. Like, they just. <laughs> yeah, anything that is, yeah. Anything that is even slightly different than normal, fucking people just bitch about it. Like that that is why our country is in a shit fucking places because everybody's like, Well, we just can't change anything. Don't ever change anything. We need to keep everything the same as it was in nineteen fifty three. It's like what the fuck? Just move on. Let's let's all move forward into the into the future. You know, and find new ways to do things that are better, and it'd be fun. I mean, I'm I'm sad about no fans at games. I mean, it sucks. I get that that sucks. I mean, I know, you know, Crawley, how many, you catch like 40 games, 30, 40 games a year. Me right. too. And it's it, it hurts. You know, it's I walked down to Wrigley uh, yesterday with my son Ranto Cubes fan mask on. And, you know, I kind of took everybody on a tour. And I, I thought that it would, like, improve my mood they were supposed to you know it was kind of it was a really nice day yesterday 120 start sunny i was down there at that time and it just made me fucking depressed i thought it was going to make me happy just like taking a walk and getting out because i hadn't been out in a second and i I was just wearing a mask and you know wrigley's dead the whole neighborhood's dead nobody's around it was just like oh it's just like i I, you know it was it was a mistake to go (laughs) <laughs> it's a it, yeah. it's a dystopian nightmare, you know, and it's like it's you just it's these ghost towns and, and and you know all the people that are just gone right now. It's like you know, so if I was to walk around Wrigley, I'd be like looking at all the places, my hangouts, and the people I would see, and the and and, and you know, you wonder how many of these people are going to be back. You know, I mean, everybody's going to try to contribute and help out, but some of these places aren't going to survive. Some of these bars that we love to go to aren't going to make it and some of these people may not have jobs to return to i don't know how long this is going to take and that's the thing that's depressing is 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 the amount of lives this is affecting and and not just you know especially like i said the, the thing that for me is difficult is those people that work around wrigley that make the wrigley experience because that's what it is it's an experience if you get to go to a ballpark at wrigley the, the more you go and the more you start to meet people and see kind of the familiar faces you know, those are the people that I just really worry about is, is like, you know, when, when this is all over and I, and I go back down to Wrigley, am I going to see these people that I've always enjoyed seeing for many years? You know, I, I think you still will, because I think a lot of those people are the hustlers and the hustlers will return, you know, are they going to be working for Tom Ricketts after he buys up all these failed bars that got screwed over by this thing? Right now, yeah, when you talk about the the bars and stuff, I was talking about kind of just the people who are around that you see and they're selling shirts and they're doing stuff around Wrigley. Those are the hustlers I was talking about. But, yeah, the bars and stuff and the restaurants, that is definitely going to be tough. But playing to no crowds is weird 
case in point, uh, I, I have not watched this, but I did see a little bit of, I saw a little bit of AEW wrestling on TV and watched it for about 10 minutes just because they were doing it in front of, like in an empty stadium or wherever they did it. And now they're doing, uh, like WrestleMania is going on and there's no crowds. Like WrestleMania draws like a hundred thousand people and there's nobody there. And so they're doing it. I feel like that's much more that crowd involvement is much more important to, you know, a live wrestling show than it would be to a baseball game. Oh, I don't know, man. It's it's. Uh, I remember I, I actually made a point to watch the infamous Baltimore versus White Sox when they wouldn't let anyone into the stadium other than the teams, and it was it was so weird. It was so it, weird. It was. It is weird, and I agree that it's weird watching you know seeing the wrestling stuff. I'm just saying, I think that because there's so many guys on a team and so many people doing that stuff, you know, down on the field, just with grounds crew and umps and coaches and. You get a number of people, and I think the the motivation and the you know the, the ability to play at a high level is still going to be there much yeah. more so than yeah. like wrestling. They literally play to the crowd, and when there's no crowd, like yeah, it's what yeah. they can't do that. It's well, weird. Well, the competition itself of you know facing you know the just going up there and 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 facing uh, Mike Trout, you know, or facing Chris Bryant as a pitcher, you know, there's still going to be adrenaline of trying to get that guy out. I mean, it's not the same as with fans. And I wonder if like some players actually respond even better to it. They're like, finally, I could just relax up here. There's nobody, nobody. Oh, Daryl Strawberry is like, I missed my time. (laughs) Nobody in the stands yelling strawberry at me. Yeah. Ryan. (laughs) Ryan Braun might uh, win MVP. This year yeah. without us razzing him in left field. What would what what be really weird, though, is the dude that runs up and robs the home run to silence. <laughs> <laughs> Catches that ball above the wall, brings it down, and he's excited. And, and you hear, like, literally the right fielders over there, like, <laughs> that's it. I, I remember that, like I said, that White Sox-Baltimore uh, game and, like, you know, foul ball and you just hear the ball rattling around in places. It's just weird. Yeah, it's very strange. And But some baseball is better than no baseball. Oh, shit, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Some baseball is definitely better than no baseball. But speaking about rattling around in the stands, uh, the game of cricket, did you see the cricket game that they were playing to no crowd? No. Apparently, <laughs> if a ball goes into the crowd – you have to throw it back and the ball is still in play. So when there was no crowd, the dude had to climb up over the wall and go into the stands to go find the ball. And the other dude, like the dude who hit the ball is just running. Well, how did they get the ball when the crowd's in there? You'd think the, the crowd cr- grabs it and you throw it back or you kind of hang on to it for a second. If it's not for your team, I guess, but, <laughs> but yeah, the crowd plays a part. They throw the ball back and then the game continues and uh, when the crowd's not there, the players actually have to go up in the stands and go find the ball. It was crazy. I'll have to t- take a look for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think everybody listens to this show would rather have some baseball than no baseball. So, I mean, I, 
it's really all just speculation as to what's going to happen. I mean, I think we're all in agreement. Everybody, except for like some of those idiots on Twitter, are in agreement that it's best if uh, we just do the safe thing and not the the oh we miss baseball things and let us in and you know two percent death yeah. rate isn't so bad <laughs> you know? yeah because they're doing that in, in korea right they're playing with masks and gloves and yeah but they're not wearing the masks right i saw they got them, like down around their necks and shit they're not even it's hard to play yeah. in a mask i can't imagine that that's easy no and and that is one of the things like wait, people uh, wait, wait, for, for, for the record right anyway for the record, I have seen Jorge Soler and Javi Baez. When it's April, they are definitely <laughs> masked that's, up. Exactly, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, they they have definitely all done that. Well, I really hope that if they are going to do that, that right now. I mean, here's the other thing. So you're going to play in Arizona outside in a mask, <laughs> in oh, 110 yeah. degree, 120. Oh God, I just don't see it. But um, you'd be better off staying in Chicago. But yeah, like if you if if you hit a double in that heat wearing that mask, like they have to call timeout and send out water for you. Yeah, or you should just be able to have a pinch runner for the rest of the inning. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> just just there new you rules. go. That's how you get more guys into the game. Pinch runners for every position. They just hit the ball, but then somebody else runs. Yeah, just have batters and fielders, all DHs. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. You just made my my butthole tighten. So, um, so I I did want to just kind of give a shout out. I want to keep saying this: like all the blogs are hurting. Your bleed cubby blues, your Cubs insiders, your Bleacher Nations, your hecklers, your all the Cubs blogs out there. Cubs Den, all of them. Go click on their shit. <laughs> they need your help. I know that they've got nothing to write about, and they're trying really hard to figure out what to write about. Um, Cubs Insider had a, a couple actually really nice articles this week, and uh, one of them is they had a conversation with Ian Miller, who I think opened some eyes at spring training before it all got shut down by stealing eight bases this spring. He's you know the speed defense guy, um, signed to a minor league deal, and so I don't know if he was going to make the team as the twenty sixth man, but it was interesting that the Cubs seem to have high opinions of a guy like that who we haven't seen on a team like the Cubs in a long time. That kind of speed defense dude. Not that he'd be a starter or anything, but we haven't had him at all, except for at the end of the year where you get, like, fucking, what's his name? Um, The fast guy. Yeah. Terrence Gore? Terrence Gore, yeah. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. I keep thinking Flash Gordon, (laughs) but I know that's not right. (laughs) <laughs> but, I mean, not, not that we want to get into Ian Miller, but I'm just saying go go check out that article because he's got a lot of interesting things to say about, you know, his journey of being uh, an underpaid minor leaguer for years and years, having figuring out that his value to the game is in his speed and his defense. So just, like, really working on, uh, you know, the base running aspect of the game, always just trying to get on base. Like, it's – Interesting, because he knows he. I mean, he's hit like one home run ever, or something like that, and uh, that's not true. But he had had like no home runs in college, or something like that. Still got yeah. He, he, I I think I I saw that it was like he hit like eight home runs over like three thousand at bats. Yeah, it's throughout it, like college yeah. and and his path in the minor leagues so far. So yeah, go check that out. That's a really good article. I know people; it's not their first thought right now, but um, I did. And Crawley, I think you sent this 
to us, or did did you send this to us? To us? Yeah, I, st- or, yeah, I sent it. You to put you, it. Yeah. You put it up on the Ranchers page about the the Cubs having the worst return on in, is ROI return on investment. Correct return yeah. on investment article. Yeah, yeah. It was an interesting article. Uh, you know, the guys over at Cubs Insider they ended up getting a uh, uh, an exclusive uh, a Casino.ca came to Cubs Insider and they had a study about what it costs and the return on the investment. So they were looking at the time period from about 2014 to 2018, which again, 2014 wasn't the greatest year for the Cubs, but you still had a lot of players coming up. That was exciting. And then, you know, 15 through 18, they were in the postseason every year. Uh, But the way that they look at it is that, you know, how much action occurs during the game compared to how much money you pay. So obviously if you if you want, are going to a game you want more action. And this is a problem that's happening throughout baseball. We've talked about it before on the show about you know the three true outcomes, strikeout, home run, you know, or a walk. And how there aren't a lot of those plays that excite people which are the stolen bases, you know what I mean? In in today's analytical game that you there's a risk for an out and you don't and outs are the most valuable thing so you don't have a lot of people like in the 80s you'd have all these stolen bases and all this stuff you don't see the players running around and all the hit and runs and as much as you used to so it's just showing basically about how you know the cubs rank in the bottom third for exciting games and it's not just them either you know there's other teams that kind of rank near the bottom that you'd be like really like the yankees and stuff like that uh the brewers are right by the cubs uh you know that type of thing, but the the big difference with the Cubs is the, the how expensive the tickets are. And if you take a look by MLB team, the Cubs just far and away have one of the most expensive average ticket prices compared to everyone else. So that's why they rank so. Uh, even though that they've have some exciting you know exciting games compared to what you're paying, that's where the big difference. That's why they finish in the bottom third of teams on this ROI. It, it, so they, they've got no action in their games. They're boring and they're really expensive is what it comes down to. I mean, I thought it was a weird thing to like provide a metric of us like that, you know, because I, I agree that, you know, if you're a team that hits a lot of home runs, the Cubs have hit quite a few home runs in the last bunch of years, um, although they were, I think, more middle of the pack last year. Um, y- you know, it's like home run isn't really action. You know, the, you hit the home run. And that was one of the factors, too that they had is like that they consider a home run something exciting. I don't really. I mean, it's fun to score a bunch of runs. I enjoy that. But like watching some guy trot around the bases is not that. I mean, I'm everybody's just high fiving each other. You're not even looking at the field. Yeah. I I think a home run is exciting, but of all the exciting things, I think it's like the lowest on the list. You know what I mean? It's exciting for a quick second and then you move on. Whereas, uh, you know, actually seeing a play unfold, you know, legging out a triple or something Triples, like yeah. all that stuff, like it extends it. We're into tantric sex here. We don't want the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of thing. So the four things that they have uh, put down for excitement were the share of home runs per season, the share of runs per season, the share of stolen bases per season and the share of strikeouts per season. And so, obviously, the the first three I mentioned, if you have a lot of, you know, home runs, runs, stolen bases, you'd be more on the exciting. And the share of strikeouts, well, that's going to, you know, knock you down a little bit. So when you talk about the Cubs and their home runs, yeah, there were. But there were games where they hit two, three, four home runs in a game, and and then you'd have three or four games where they don't hit anything or they'd get zero runs. 
or, or they, maybe one run. Or they'd win this. They do this in Cincinnati all the time because after you, you, they strike out eleven times, then you everybody gets uh, free pizzas from La Rosa's <laughs> Pizza, and so I saw the Cubs numerous, numerous times strike out eleven times or more in a game and and still win and and win us pizza as well. So it was it, so you got everything. Yeah, I got a bunch of pizzas, and I got um, so that was exciting. See, they don't have the pizza metric in that Now, thing. when you look at the average ticket prices per MLB team, this is just looking at the National League. The Cubs are the highest price at 60 Yeah, The that's next high. average ticket price, highest one, are the Nationals, and they're at about $44. So the Cubs are you know, roughly about $16 more than every other team. Yeah. And the Diamondbacks are near the bottom at about, about like $16, $17 for a ticket. Most of the teams that I'm looking at at the NL are under $30. Yeah. Yeah, no, the Cubs are expensive, and they aren't on the secondary. They just they have a lot of uh, fans that are willing to pay up front for, you know, really just tickets that are priced as if it's 77 degrees and sunny every single day at Wrigley Field. That's how they're priced, which it isn't ever, except for like two days out of the year. But, um, yeah, so I think that that metric is more about the high ticket price versus the Cubs being a boring team, right? Right. And, and, and again, we're talking – there's a lot of people right now that do feel that the brand of baseball right now is boring. And that's why Manford keeps trying to come up with stupid things that don't seem to work. But just <laughs> understanding that the game, it, it, you know, is, is just – the less action there is, the less fun it is to watch. Yeah, I do kind of – I know that stolen bases don't make sense, but they are exciting. You know, and it, I remember a couple of station to station Cubs teams that like they never even went first to third. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah. You know, like, even two thousand eight was kind of like that. Yep. And they were they were a good team, but they they did not run that much. Um. So I thought it'd be fun to also just as long as things are terrible, and because we all have such fond memories of the two thousand sixteen World Series, which is a, a series that the Cubs won. Uh, and uh, I figured, you know, let's look into the darker side of that World Series and take a look at really which Cubs had terrible, terrible World Series <laughs> in 2016, just because I thought it'd be fun. And it probably isn't that much fun, but I had fun looking it up just because I didn't even remember. We just remember the good stuff, right? What if I told you that a guy that we love, probably all of our favorite Cub on the on the Cubs, I assume he's our. I mean, I, we never even had this discussion, but I mean, I love watching this guy play. But I and so we don't t- uh, complain about him too much. But Javier Baez, with a terrible World Series, just fucking awful. Do you remember how bad he was? Five for thirty, thirteen strikeouts. All he did, was, did. he did hit a whole a solo home run in Game Seven, and that's the only run he scored in the fifth inning off Kluber. So, and we needed every run in that game. So. I'm not going to complain yeah. too much. Well, and, and that's what makes you forget that he was having a rough series. But uh, the entire team was uh, – do you remember the entire team was struggling in that uh, against the Dodgers in the NLCS, and then they turned it around. And then uh, I don't think they fell off nearly that bad, but uh, those three games were, uh, that the Indians won, the whole team didn't look great. Well, if, if you look at it – the three games in game one, they got the. I mean, they just jumped on Lester right away, and Kluber was 
honestly, that they were, you know, they rode him as hard as they could, just like Chapman was. And, and, you know, the first couple games, you know, the first game, they didn't come close to touching him. And, uh, Lester, and Lester was hit pretty good during that series. And then if you take a look at the other game, they lost game three. Uh, that was the one nothing game. Josh Tomlin pitched the game of his life against Hendricks, who only, you know, you lose a one nothing game. That's 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 a tough one. And then the other game that they dropped was uh, Lackey, who didn't look good at all in the postseason. Yeah, right. Yeah, the yeah. seven to two loss. Yeah, that one to nothing. I I almost had like blocked that from my soul because it was. I mean, that was in the seventh. That it, it was tied all the way to the seventh. It could just could not get it across. And and, and you got to remember that the Cubs had runners at second and third, two outs in the bottom of the ninth, and Javi Baez, who we're talking about, was up to bat. And he struck out. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it that could have gone differently, but hey, it went perfectly in the end. But yeah, it was it was uh, off of Cody Allen. He struck out. Um, who was on? I'm, I'm looking at it right now, actually. Riz- Hayward was on. And uh, who else? Hayward? I know Hayward for sure was on. I'm trying to remember who else. Yeah. Was Coglin on. ended up on as well. But uh, he, he uh, Hayward reached on an E3. Yeah. And Coglin got the third. Hayward stole second. Got himself into score. Anthony Rizzo also struck out in that inning. Um, oh no, Ben Zobra struck out in that inning. Uh, Rizzo uh, singled, and Coglin pinch ran. So anyway, so uh, yeah, Javi really had a shit series. So it, it's it, you know you wonder how he feels about that. Like yeah, but, nice but, but let, let the record show that he was the co MVP of the NLCS, and he was huge in the NLDS. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah he had a great. Overall playoffs, he had a great overall playoffs, capped off with a home run in Game 7. It's just that, yeah, the prior six games weren't so hot for him. <laughs> well, and well, Game 7 wasn't great either because he committed two errors in that game as well. And uh, one was a meaningless one in the first where he bobbled a, a ball. Or, no, he threw it away, actually, uh, as his foot slipped on the grass, and they called it an error. And he also bobbled a double play ball in the third and the Indians had already scored one run in that inning in the in the third, but he made that would could have ended the inning right there. And instead, it they didn't get the second out, and uh, Kyle had to to uh, face two more two more batters after that. So maybe you don't get the, the Lester coming in in the fifth and all that stuff. You know, I mean, it's all revisionist history. But I'm just saying that Javi had a tough World Series. But shout out to Jason Hayward. Who went three for twenty, and they were all singles, no walks, five strikeouts for an OPS of three hundred. So, but thanks for the speech, you know. So thanks for the speech. So that was good. right. He he was there when he was needed, which he was needed off the field. So I think we all, <laughs> yeah. So I I think we all assumed that Jay Hay had a, a he had a bad twenty sixteen altogether. So except for that speech, yeah. um, the now the pitching. It was excellent. Like you look, you go through those numbers, and uh, everybody was really, really good. You know, the, but one guy really wasn't, and that was Justin Grimm, the Grim Reaper. He pitched in all three losses, and only in the losses. Um, he it, just uh, two innings over three games, and in those two innings, he gave up four total runs, uh, giving him a World Series ERA of eighteen. Uh, he he pitched. Um, he he gave up two runs in the six to nothing uh, loser fest of game one, and in game three of the he pitched in the game three of the one nothing loss, but did well. Uh, point and point one innings in game four, which was when they blew us out seven to two. 
Uh, he, uh, two of those runs were his, uh, of the Travis Wood three-run homer that he gave up to really put that game out of reach in um, game four, in game five, game no, game four, game four, game four, yeah. So, not a, not a good world. And then that that was that was it for him, right? No, he was on the team at seventeen, right? Yeah, he was on the team. Yeah, yeah it was eighteen that he was off. So um, anyway. Not good World Series for those guys. So just when you remember the World Series fondly, make sure you remember that Javier Baez and uh, Justin Grimm sucked in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just to, just to, to rate on your own parade a little bit. You know who was not that good either, just kind of when I was kind of flipping through the stats, that you kind of, I think a lot of us remember him being a lot better, was Addison Russell. Yeah, because of the, he had that, Grand Slam, he had the big Grand Slam. But if you look at his numbers, his batting average was two twenty two, his uh, OBP was two sixty seven, his slugging was three seventy. So for or OPS of six thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. He no, he just had that one monster game where he tied the uh, he tied Albert Pujols for the most RBI in a World Series game, which was like at eight, I think. Yeah, he, he did, did that in the first game. like four innings, and then. I don't think he got got on base the rest of the game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, yeah, he had that one monster game, and outside of that, uh, yeah, he was not very good. So I I am uh, working. Anything else to add about the Cubs here? I mean, <laughs> I got nothing. I'll I'll tell you. Even today, I swear to God, I thought David Ross got concussed when that ball came off the ground and hit him in the mask. And then he fucking stood up and fell over. Yeah. yeah right yeah. after he came in, he came in. You're uh, talking about game seven of the World Series. Game seven to, to catch Lester. Doesn't he look like he got concussed in that moment? Oh, absolutely. Then he comes out and hits a home run. So clearly he's doing all right. But, man, I thought for sure. I was like, ah, oh, we're fucked. He's- well, it was a bizarre sequence of events because the first uh, batter had an infield grounder. I can't remember. Was that Kipnis who hit the infield grounder? Like maybe like three feet to the left of Ross going up the line and he wasn't going to get the out and he should have kind of just eaten the ball and he threw it and it was an error. And mm-hmm. then I yeah. think the very next play was the one that concussed up, bounced off his mask, concussed him a bit. And Dude, then he comes I, back I at the bottom of the inning and hits a home run. The, I thought he was going to have to leave the game after that. And yeah, he came back and hit a home run to, uh, and you Andrew know, kind of Miller. Make up for that. <laughs> yeah. That was crazy, though. Oh. Well, the whole game was fucking crazy. But I still, just watching it the other day and watching that ball bounce up and hit him, and then he stands up, and he clearly just looks like he has no balance. Like he's just fucked up. And then, uh, but then, yeah, he comes out and, you know, puts one over center field. And now he's the manager. Maybe (laughs) we just, you know, we shall see. Um, Well, uh, uh, this month, a couple of uh, nice holidays coming up. Uh, Rally Titties Day is coming. That is, I believe, on the 19th is the uh, anniversary of the day that woman in box seats took her top off and the Cubs came back and won the game. Rally Titties was invented, so... Look for that. I don't know what we're going to try to rally for, but uh, I don't know. Let's try to rally something. <laughs> rally for a vaccine? I don't yeah, know. rally rally for a vaccine so we can all go back to baseball. And, uh, of course, the big one 
is Lee Ely a day. And that's coming up on the 29th. And I've written a new song uh, that's uh, an original. And I don't even know what it's called. It's Maybe it's called, like, Fuck Those Fucking Fans or something like that. I'm not <laughs> sure. Because that's the first line. Because that was his first line uh, that was recorded by Les Grobstein in the, that infamous day in the locker room. So I think we should have a big online celebration or something. I'm going to make this song like I'm going to produce it and like do a whole thing with it. But at the end of the show, I'll play you the acoustic version. I released it on Twitter and uh, and on uh, like uh, Instagram and shit like that. So anyway, you know, I, it's going to be fun. I've You and I uh, both know a friend of ours from Club 400, Danny uh, Bob Ibach. And uh, he was uh, public relations for the Cubs in the 80s. And, you know, he, he was the PR guy for when Lee Elia went on his rant. And nobody knew that Les Grobstein was recording it. And nobody knew the shitstorm that was about to hit. And, and it was up to Bob to kind of, you know, they had to, they had to grab uh, Elia before he left. He was going to be a guest umpire, I think, at his daughter's softball game. And, like, nobody re- – I mean, all of a sudden, this thing just kind of blew up really big, this rant. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to Bob a couple times, and I'm like – Bob would totally be willing to get Lee Elia out to Club 400, and I think that would just be absolutely epic. To, to sing that for him live? To sing it for him live and to have – I'd love to hear his stories. I'd love to hear his stories. I, you know, I just think Lee Elia is one of those baseball characters that you don't see a lot of anymore. I think he'd be fun to have out. Yeah, I would just love to hear the, what the fallout was after he said it. You know what I mean? He's probably got a great story about what it was like when he – you know, when the – you know, the cameras all turned off and the, well, you know, and everybody went away and then he had to go deal with the Tribune company, I guess, at the time, right? Or was it? The one he had to deal with more was Dallas Green. Yeah. Yeah. So Dallas yeah, Green was the GM at the time, uh, the GM at the time. And he was like wheeling and dealing and making all sorts of changes and cleaning house. So this was definitely not something that, you know, looked good in front of the new boss. Right. And I would, so I would love to hear that story. Just like the the behind the music for the Lee Elia rant. Yeah, that would be that'd be worth the price of admission, and it'll be out on the Club Four Hundred podcast for sure. If if Lee Elia ever does come, it will get all those stories. Um, no, it's it's a great thing to celebrate. I mean, hey, that's another one for the religion. That's a that's a feast day. <laughs> Lee Elia, the day the day of the holy frustration. <laughs> So I'm I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Stuart actually texted me and he said, he goes, uh, hey, do you want me to send this to Lee Elia? I think he'd love it. I'm like, you know what? Let me produce this. I think I could turn this into like kind of an Edith Piaf sort of uh, torch song, you know, add strings and an orchestra behind me. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think I can make this a little bit more musical theater and go weird with it. But we shall see. Lee Elia will hear it eventually. Yeah, I haven't heard this song yet. So yeah, yeah. Have to go look it's, for it. It's on YouTube. I forget what I called it. <laughs> Lee Lee Rant song. It's a working title. Um. So I get. Yeah, that's all the Cubs news there is, unfortunately. Um. But uh, we got TFCs. I don't. There's okay. been nothing. So, uh, Richard Pine writes. Ocean Park says its resident giant pandas, Ying Ying and Lili, have mated naturally for the first time since they started trying a decade ago. 
Exclusive director Michael Bose says it's extremely exciting as there's a higher chance of pregnancy. And there's a photo, courtesy of Ocean Park Zoo, of one panda mounting another panda. Oh, my. And Joe Sheehan asks, do it, dogs... Well, now we know why you were able to find this, Crawley. So, Joe Sheehan. You've got your, your, your Google alert for pandas pa- panda mounting porn. pandas. <laughs> <laughs> panda porn, yes. So Joe, Joe Sheehan says, do dogs call it panda style? <laughs> Ah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I I also just wanted to shout out what was that you shared a heckler article today that I thought was funny about Dave, David Ross finally figuring out how to unmute himself in a Zoom call <laughs> at the team <Yeah>. mix. <laughs> I liked yeah, that, that too. Was, that was a good one. That's another one to click on. It's just it's good little oniony articles. Uh, I, I, the heckler is one of my favorite. It has, I mean, I used to, I used to always kind of grab a couple when I was, you know, when you used to go down to games and it was before online when it was just print. And I used to always grab a couple and bring them and give them to a couple of my cub friend, friend cub fan friends when I'd be coming back home, you know? Yeah, that's, that's such a, I, I love, well, I mean, I love parody, you know, I mean, it's my freaking life really. But, um, I, I got a tweet. I don't, I don't know why Glendon Rush, this isn't a, uh, uh, TFC, by the way, I just wanted to point this out, but it's I found it strange that Glendon Rush d- felt the need to tweet at me today because uh, the Saber people put down uh, on this date in 1973, the Yankees Ron Blomberg m- made his debut as MLB's first designated hitter, Michael, nah. and walked with the bases loaded. Do you see a pitcher doing that? Nope. And uh, here's uh, the Saber game story on the historic game. Blah, blah, blah. And Glendon Rush just uh, saw that guy and he goes, Sunranto, kind of looks like you. Punch, <laughs> punch emoji, <laughs> thumbs up emoji, crying happy face emoji, um, uh, arrow up emoji. So uh, it's nice to, that Glendon Rush is thinking of me when, it, when he thinks of the DH, the first DH. Thought you'd enjoy that, Michael. Yeah. I just enjoy that Glennon Rush is thinking about me. <laughs> right. That's, <laughs> that's kind of fun. That is great that he'll, he'll reach out to you for that. Yeah, yeah, he's like, hey, you look like Ron Blomberg. He kind of does, too. Like we, He's got a, one of those Yankees, those 70s Yankee stashes going on. I should get one of those. Um, and then I got another one, unless uh, you got anything. It wasn't really a TFC, but uh, the mayor... Uh, she went to uh, Soldier Field and had a big event called basically "Stay the Fuck Home." <laughs> it's what it was. I forget what was it called. Stay. Uh, some, yeah, with all the different Chicago sports teams. Yeah, we are not yeah. playing, and neither should you. We are not playing. There you go. So, uh, first of all, shout out to Jason Hayward who was involved with that, and he made a little video. I'll play real quick. Um, boy, he's really letting his uh, speech skills. Uh, kind of lack here but let's, let's hear this chicago what's up unfortunately my teammates and i aren't playing right now and you shouldn't be either stay at home stay safe stay alive and stop the spread of COVID 19 so we can have a real dope chicago song oh yeah is it that's the kind of speech he made to get no, to win I, the World Series, he was, he was he was mailing it in on that one <laughs> no you you guys have to understand that goes against the very nature of his entire like the reason we know about the speech is because he was motivating people to play 
to get out there and do something. Now they're like, hey, you're good at speeches. Why don't you tell why don't you do the speech you did from game seven? But the opposite. Tell yeah. everybody to stay in and quit doing their shit. <laughs> quit doing stuff, everybody. <laughs> I mean, that's that's hard for him to, you know, you can't just flip that switch there. But he, and, he, he got himself a dog, and the dog is in the video. And The dog uh, is very cute. Yeah, oh, I, I believe it's a Rottweiler. I think so, too. That's That dog's going to be big. But, hey, if you're Jason Hayward, if you're as big as Jason Hayward, you know, you're not going to be walking around with a chihuahua. Yeah. You well, know. What do you mean? Rizzo's got the da- the doc sound. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that's but Rizzo's a goofball. He's like big floppy ear first baseman. I mean, <laughs> can you imagine how big Rizzo's ears are going to be? He's going to be catching baseballs with his ears in no time. Like he's already once he once he hit thirty, the ears start growing, and your head and just, does not. Just so, just as far as the timing is concerned, it, Jay Hay just released on Instagram another picture of uh, of his puppy just right now. Yeah, it's it's got to be a Roddy. I had a Roddy mix for a while named Louise, and she was one of the sweetest dogs I've ever had. Problem is, they don't last that long. That's the sad thing. Like, I don't think I'd get a breed like that again. That it just kind of. I mean, they can't walk. They're they're too inbred. Their hips are fucked up. Like dysplasia and yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, we had a Rottweiler that went crazy and attacked uh, the calf that we had at our house and. Uh, Almost killed the calf, and when we saw him and we were yelling at him, he turned around and started coming after the family, and everybody had to run inside. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he lost it. Michael, I don't think that really happened. I believe that was a movie you saw called Cujo. <laughs> no, no, no. It, was, it, it really happened. God, you ever been chased by a dog? Like a, a, a wild dog? No. A wild dog? Yeah, I mean, besides the one that chased you as a child named Cujo. <laughs> right. Well, I was inside. He didn't. He didn't actually chase me. He, he he chased my mom's boyfriend. Which I mean, looking back on it, if he had caught him, I'd have been probably happier. Yeah, we got chased by a dog one time. I remember we had. You know, we used to always go like take shortcuts through neighbors' yards and stuff, and hop their fences. And just we did not see that there was a dog back there. And the fucking dog just came tearing at us. And we're like, fuck. And like, I, I didn't get me, but I know it got my friend Dave as he was trying to go over the fence. And uh, that was not, that was not good. No, I was in I was uh, one of my neighbors about four or five houses down had a big old German shepherd. And then I don't know why, because it wasn't like we lived in some dangerous neighborhood. It was like freaking Arlington Heights. You know what I mean? And it was like, but he would leave the garage open like an eighth. And so like we would be coming back from parties or whatever, or just walking. And all of a sudden the dog would just scare the shit out of us. Under the garage. Yeah. So we'd be chased a couple times by that thing. There were a couple wild dogs up in Inwood Hill Park. Uh, you know, people let their dogs go, and then they kind of people wouldn't be in there all winter, and then they'd find little caves to live in, and then they'd have puppies, and then the they'd mu- be feral a feral dog pack. Yeah, feral dog packs up there, and they'd have to go up there and get it. Wasn't easy because like you know they were good at hiding in the and once they had puppies, the mom was like not letting anybody around. So, well, anyway, there's my dog story. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have one more TFC, and this does come off of that uh, uh, We Are Not Playing events. And uh, the White Sox actually tweeted out, you know, th- th- I forget who they had in there uh, to b- represent them. I, I believe Eloy 
was there representing at this event. So anyway, uh, the the White Sox tweeted out, hey, we're, we're not playing, neither should you, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Gentleman Hawk, which I believe is a Hawk Harrelson parody account, says, the only thing I'm playing is my VCR of Walker reruns since I can't figure out this dadgum DVR device. Hashtag White Sox. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that makes COVID sound even worse. And a, and a lot of people on there saying, if you love Hawk Harrelson, you'll stay home. And I was like, oh, that's just going to make Cub fans go out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no kidding. That. I'm going to be coughing and sneezing on everybody. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll head down to U.S. Cellular or Guaranteed Rate, which I guess the um, I guess the mayor screwed up the name of the stadium because it's new and nobody knows what it's called. It's so, also been renamed like three or four times. Yeah, I mean, nobody just call it Sears Tower at this point. Yeah, because it was it was Comiskey Two, right? Was, and then yeah. it went to U.S. Cellular, and then to Great. Yeah, I think so. Was it ever Comiskey Two? Really? They just called it Comiskey. Yeah, it, it was it was the the new Comiskey. So I've seen it. Well, like if you look at a, I think I saw like an old book. There was Comiskey Park, and then they just labeled it Comiskey Two. So I don't know if that was a, the actual name. Maybe it was just that year they hadn't figured that shit out yet, and whatever. Right. So I, I guess that's our show. Uh, tune in on uh, Thursday. Look for that link at um, uh, on the Facebook Sunranto Ranters page. I'll, I'll make an event again and invite everybody to come watch the Sammy Sosa story with us on Thursday. I'll be performing a concert. Uh, let's say Saturday at 8. Concert. I'm going to have a little tip jar out there. If you have a little extra money, I'm just going to sing songs and collect tips for uh, Nisei. I'm going to got to figure out how to do that, but um, seen other people do it. So, and they do it on Pornhub. So <laughs> how hard could it be? So I guess that's our show. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, ugh. I know. I'm, I know. It's, it really sucks because it's just like, all right, now uh, it's Bagog, I guess. Right, they, like there's nothing for us to like lean into, like watch the game this week, and we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looking it's... forward to the trip to Pittsburgh, you know. No, <laughs> so <laughs> Spagog, Spagog, Spagog. This is Fergie Jenkins. You're listening to Sean Randall, the 69th Best Cup Podcast. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't even land the best. The best. <laughs> fuck those fucking fans who come out and say the cub fans that are supposed to be behind you ripping every fucking thing you do i'll tell you one fucking thing i hope we get fucking hotter than shit just to stuff it up them three thousand fucking people that show up every fucking day because if they're the real chicago fucking fans they can kiss my fucking ass right downtown and print it behind you around here my fucking ass what the fuck am i supposed to do go out there and let my fucking players get destroyed every day and be quiet about it for the fucking nickel dime fucking people who turn up the motherfuckers don't even work that's why they're out at the fucking game they ought to go out and get a fucking job and find out what it's like to go out and earn a fucking living Eighty-five percent of the fucking world is working. 
the other 15% come out here A fucking playground for the cocksuckers Rip them motherfuckers Rip them fucking cocksuckers like the fucking players We got guys busting their fucking ass and them fucking people boo And that's the cops, my players get around here I haven't seen it this fucking year Everybody associated with this organization have been winners their whole fucking life. Everybody. And the credit is not given in that respect. Alright, they don't show because we're 5 and 14. And unfortunately, that's the criteria of them dumb 15 motherfucking percent that come out today, baseball. The other 85% are earning a living. I tell you, it'll take more than a 5 and 12 or a 5 and 14 to destroy the makeup of this club. I can guarantee you that. There's some fucking pros out there that want to win But you're stuck in a fucking stigma of the fucking Dodgers and the Phillies and the Cardinals and all that cheap shit It's unbelievable, it really is It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now And anybody who was associated with the Cub organization four or five years ago that came back and sees the multitude of progress that's been made will understand that if they're baseball people that 5 and 14 doesn't negate all that work. We got 143 fucking games left. What I'm trying to say is don't rip them fucking guys out there. Rip me. If you wanna rip somebody, rip my fucking ass. But don't rip them fucking guys They're giving everything they can give And right now they're trying to do more than God gave them And that's why we make the simple mistakes that's why Lee Elia Day is coming. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued, 
at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.